welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Emily. And I'm Billy. And we're an everyday couple stumbling our way through plant-based keto. If you're considering a change in diet, whether plant-based or keto, definitely consult professionals. This is just our personal journey. It's best to start with professionals to help you on that change. Uh, to get us started today, we thought it would be good now that we've kind of gone through how we approach different macros on keto, but kind of just some easy things that we found that helped our transition and maybe some things if you're looking to transition to a plant-based keto diet or a keto diet and you want to remove some of the, the meat or the protein, uh, this is also a great way to switch up how you're eating. We thought that this would be kind of a fun little, just some things that we've used, some little tips that we found to you know help you get started if that's what you're looking to do. Definitely. There's lots of products out there that claim to be keto and there's lots of products that are plant-based out there. So there's lots of different things to get you started. And these are just a few that we really found successful for us. So for us, the big thing obviously is protein, right? When you're going from a regular keto to plant-based, huge part of that is protein. So for us, we didn't have much experience with tofu. Mm -hmm. um, I previously have been allergic to soy so that we avoided it purposely before, but obviously I'd grown out of that allergy more recently. So for us, getting into tofu took us a bit of a while because it's just not something we're used to. And tofu has that reputation of being bland or kind of an odd texture. And I don't disagree with that, right? Yeah, I think it's been hard to get flavors uh, into, our, into the tofu that we've been eating. Definitely. We go for the firmer tofu and cut it up into chunks, but you have been marinating it, trying different um, seasoning salts, different things like that to really give it taste um, and some texture. So um, cooking it, baking it in the oven for a while or frying it just because it can be a bit mushy uh, or a bit bland. So definitely that one took us a bit of time to get used to, but I think now that we're into it a bit more, tofu is a staple of our diet and something that we definitely are more comfortable and confident adding into our meals. Yeah, with tofu, we found that carb-wise, net carbs, they can be kind of all over the place. Some can be one or two per serving, some can go up upward as of four per serving. Uh, generally, the pre-flavored ones, if you're getting like a smoked tofu or a teriyaki tofu, just be on the kind of lookout for that. Once you kind of find a brand, um, we usually try and when we go to the store, we'll buy a good amount of them to have. The downside for us that is kind of a bummer when it comes to tofu is there's a little bit of packaging involved. So mm -hmm. trying to figure that out, but that's kind of something later down the road for us on our journey. It's really more of finding good ways to replace the, the pro replace the protein and then kind of go from there. And then from a standpoint of flavor, yes, it is hard to get <laughs> flavor into it. Um, so we have been trying different types of marinades, different types of cooking methods to mm -hmm. see if we can get that texture and flavor to kind of come up a little bit. Definitely, and I think that's been successful. It's it's finding that balance of when it is such a blank slate, not over, I know we did a soy one a couple weeks ago and it was just so salty. In the attempt, we were trying to make it flavorful, but obviously soy sauce does have a lot of salt in it. And it just, I think it's finding that balance, right? Mm -hmm. And you do have to experiment, you have to find flavors that you enjoy and, and work with that tofu, but it's a great protein substitute. I know if you get the silken or soft version, um, you can make sort of replica scrambled eggs almost. We've done that once or twice. I'm adding a bit of turmeric at the yellow. Black salt gives that sort of eggy flavor. So that's a great way to replace some things that you might be missing, such as eggs. The other one that we've talked about constantly and we've used in a few of the recipes that we put is, is crumbles. And crumbles... Morning we, star crumbles. Yeah, morning crumbles I think we use as a generic term to yeah, define... 
anything that's like loose meat, usually some type of either soy or pea protein based, uh, morning star crumbles beyond meat has a, has a crumble texture. Mm -hmm. Uh, it gives you that replica of like a, uh, ground beef. I think when you're, when you're using it in within recipes, uh, the morning star one has been good. They are very low in net carbs, which is good. It's got a relatively good amount of protein. So it really does a great job for replacing the one thing with, them that we've found is is once again kind of like tofu it can be kind of a funky flavor and adding flavors can be a bit challenging to really get them to kind of you know uh, taste good obviously you're going to have to adjust your taste when you're switching <laughs> to new products like this if, if these are the things that you're using to replace but you know i think what we've benefited from is, is we've had some time and to really kind of think about flavors and how we can try and make them a little bit more lively which has been great Definitely, and I think they're aware of it. They more recently, not super recently, but more recently uh, introduced a chorizo version of their crumbles. So I think they are aware that people need a bit more flavor, maybe a bit of a different texture. Because um, the Morningstar ones particularly have that very ground beef-esque. I think that's what they're going mm -hmm. for. But sometimes if you cook it a bit too long, it can sort of mush a bit. So again, you've got to be wary of like, if you're going to cook it, sometimes it's good to get that sort of caramelization on the bottom and then it gives you some texture um, but a lot of brands are introducing more and more flavors to them um, the crumbles we found successful because I think there's no added things to give it a structure right when you get into like the chicken nugget big ones mm -hmm. or uh, the burger patties all of those have extra things in them because obviously it needs to hold a specific shape so that's where I don't know that's me speculating but the more shape it seems to be the more cards yeah. it seems to have and definitely obviously a lot of those sort of big chicken patties or things like that have that breaded texture as well so that in turn the more things added to it gives it more carbs so just being wary of crumbles are easy because they seem to be relatively low carb across a few brands um, but as you add in other things just be double checking as always yeah that kind of speaking of the crumbles beyond meat and a few other brands i know i think now you can get impossible burgers at some retail chains depending on your location burger replacements have seemed to come up i mean boca burger was the original one uh you know some quinoa or black bean the downside to those is you really want to be diligent on checking the net carbs because they you know the if they're black bean based or quinoa based they can tend to come with a lot more carbs than Let's say their counterparts beyond meat, which are more replica of meat than just a burger patty. There are a lot of choices out there. If you're just doing plant-based, there's so many choices. I think, you know, 30 years ago, you didn't have them. But um, now, you know, corn, I know, does a lot. Um, the garden menu, I think it is, mm -hmm. does a lot of real specific meals. So like an orange chicken version, a teriyaki beef, that sort of thing. Um, obviously all plant-based, but... There's so many more companies adding different things and not just different textures, but different flavors as well and trying to replicate meals that you would have had previously when eating meat. So there's definitely, if you're just interested in plant-based, there's so many choices. Any supermarket will have lots. Even Target places like that have really expanded their selections. So there's tons to choose from. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things where depending, like you said, if you're just doing the plant-based side of it and you're not really going down the keto route, then there's really, I mean, the sky's the limit when it comes to what you can eat. Uh, if you are looking at the keto, it, you know, it also is going to depend on your macros. Generally, I'd recommend if you're just starting down the keto route, 
really start with higher levels of available carbs. Um, we found that if you go really low really quickly, it's it's easy to derail. So I would say that some of those substitutes might be a good start, and then you can switch to the lower carb ones as you progress down the, the keto route, if that's the route you're going. Another thing that we found really useful, and I know we've talked about it before in the protein episode, but protein powder. For us, to make sure that we are getting a lot of protein, we've spoken a lot of the substitutes don't have quite the same protein that um, meat would have, so it is important to have one of those in your diet. Um, and we've tried a few different brands. There's plenty out there of uh, plant-based the one that we've recently started to use um, actually is local to us, which was a great find, and it tastes fantastic. Earth Maven? Earth Maven. It's a great yeah. brand. We found the flavors vanilla and chocolate just to be a lot less fake tasting. Um, the texture is really good. It doesn't get kind of chalky like some of the other yeah. ones. So we're really happy with that one. Um, and it's a great 20 grams of protein per scoop, so it definitely hits that need of needing more protein. Generally, our breakfast is is usually a protein shake with some MCT oil and almond milk. It is really kind of our go-to um, easy, quick meal. Uh, and the, finding that protein was really good. We were getting one from Target that was, um, it was good, but I think they changed their formula. I don't know if it's due to events and it might go back to what it was but whatever they changed made it really just weird it chalky and and mm -hmm. kind of gummy within the shake and made it not really enjoyable so mm -hmm. uh luckily we stumbled across this one that is actually a local company so we kind of hit two birds with one stone we get a really high quality protein and we're also you know because they're local there's less less emissions from transporting mm -hmm. it to us because we can go find it at a store relatively close which is which has been great I think for us, one of the hardest things, uh, kind of transitioning, one of the hardest things that we had was we were eating a lot of, you know, um, chickpeas, beans, mm -hmm. rice, and those things tend to be very, very carby depending on how many carbs you have allotted yourself based on your macros. So finding ways to remove those because those were kind of our go-to as we were doing plant-based in general uh, before we transitioned to plant-based keto. Definitely removing and limiting more. We don't eat very many anymore. It's as we ingest more carbs or are doing more workouts, it's definitely more a choice that we have now. Um, but I agree, we we had kind of shifted completely to chickpeas, beans when I was a vegetarian before. That's what would be most of my diet. So very familiar for us. But it's definitely been a bit of a struggle to cut those things out because they are such a filling piece. I think it's there's so many recipes you can find online using chickpeas or beans because there's such a big um, vegetarian community that has a lot of recipes out there. So there's definitely a lot of choices to integrate those into your diet. So we sort of more limit those. We do occasionally have chickpeas or, or black beans. Like you said, those are kind of our go-tos. They're very much limited and restricted because a, a can of chickpeas you know, can be 20, 30, 40 carbs. And if you're only allowing yourself... 20 carbs for the day if you're on the low end or 50 that's a big chunk of your mm. allotted carbs and then it's difficult to balance it out even if that's your one carby thing for the day it's the whole day you're trying to kind of get more protein and more fat and that can be really difficult uh, skills to balance yeah and i think one of the reasons where we tend to have uh, chickpeas mixed into our 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 diet is we've been experimenting with the i think aquafaba aquafaba Mm -hmm. um, that comes in the can so it's the and it's been 
you know, kind of touted as a, as an egg white substitute. So you can make mousses and things with that. So that's been something that we've been kind of exploring on this, like sweet, you know, making, <laughs> finding ways to incorporate low carb sweets, which actually I think we're going to talk about on our next episode, which is going to be pretty exciting. So I would say, yeah, that those are kind of the few things, um, you know, if you were, you know, this is just kind of a question for you. If you were going to change something and we, we had to restart, what, what would you change? I think for us, or for me maybe, the hardest thing wasn't changing the meat piece. I'm very familiar with the vegetarian substitutes. That's something I'm familiar with. I think maybe what I would do if we changed, and we sort of did this at the start, but we didn't track. So we, when we switched, um, we had done regular keto for what, nine months or so, mm-hmm. lost some weight, had a break over Christmas, came back, and then moved straight into plant-based. We weren't tracking at all, definitely making up and eating all the carbs that we'd been missing the last nine months. Um, and then we kind of jumped all the way to the low end again to try and get back into that healthy routine. And I think maybe if we had adjusted, that's what I would have preferred, is to go to you know, maybe 50 carbs and, and try and adjust that. I think that would have been a good way to go into it just because it was such a big change on normal routine meals that we kind of knew would meet our macros were out the window with no longer having any animal products. So I think that would have helped possibly the change and it would have maybe helped us get on track a bit sooner, whereas we were sort of avoiding starting to count our macros because it was just so nice not having to for a while. So that would have been sort of a nice middle ground to ease us into it instead of the like eating all the cups to having none of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I probably if I was gonna change one thing if we were to restart, I think it would be research on recipes when it comes to tofu. Uh, as we kind of said, tofu is a great substitute, but it can be mushy, it can be bland. And I think that there is definitely some technique that is in, that needs to be involved with cooking it and flavoring it. So I think that having those kind of ready to go as you're making that transition is probably the the smartest thing we found before. Uh, If you get into a routine of meals and they're not really exciting meals, they're just meals to hit your macros, it's going to be harder to stick with it on the long run. So I think that having a little bit more variety ready to go is really going to make, I would have, I think would make us a little bit more successful um, if we were starting again. I think that one other thing I would say is we sort of jumped into it like you said and we were going for it but i think maybe finding one or two recipes from the outset so with that research piece of what is something that i really love normally and how can i make it plant-based keto and spending a lot of effort for some of those comfort meals of when you've had a bad day and finding those products that do hit that need because we found something like sour cream I love sour cream on lots of different things. <laughs> and pretty much I can shoehorn it into any meal. And so we didn't really find, we didn't look for a plant-based sour cream at all because I just in my head kind of thought it's not going to taste right, it's not going to be useful. And then we did stumble across one and even when we picked it up, I think in my head, I just thought, well, there's no point in looking at carbs because if it tastes any good, it's not going to be low carb, right? And so we bought a couple of them and we've been using them mm-hmm. more for like, cheat meal-esque and then it was only when I looked at the back and it was one carb per serving I was like okay well this is actually pretty useful so I think spending the time to find what is something that's going to make a meal feel more normal to you I think that's one thing that we didn't try and do and that would have really helped with some of those transition meals and really like you said research and all that but also saying like this is something that 
on a bad day can turn around my mood or can make me mm-hmm. feel like it's okay. So put in the effort to replicate that, but still meeting those macros. I think with that, uh, I think it would be great to transition into our wins, fails, and adjustments. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, that kind of summed up a lot of that. But, you know, as we said, we're stumbling through this. So we're constantly having these great successes. We're having these epic fails or not so epic fails, but things <laughs> we would consider fails. And, and, you know, being able to adjust, I think one of the things that's very important is the ability that to change things as they kind of come at you. And I, I think that that is the most important thing is, is, is this is not a eat this today, eat this tomorrow, eat this the next day. It's a very fluid way of, of getting your nutrition. And, you know, it, 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 it ebbs and flows. So I think that from that standpoint, it's been quite fun making these little tweaks to make it more effective for our journey. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think for wins... We said it already, protein powder. Finding a better tasting one, a local one, so again, that environmental impact of shipping, all that is minimized. And it's just been a really great one. It's got a higher um, amount of protein in it. So we, I feel like it's changed that morning routine to something like, let me just drink through this quickly to I actually quite enjoy this piece. So definitely that protein powder, which is earth. Earth? Maven. Earth Maven. Yes, it's <laughs> I Earth always Maven. get tripped up on the name. <laughs> yeah. Earth Maven. I, you can order it on their on their website. I'll put a link in the in the description if you're interested in checking it out. It's we've just really loved it. Hopefully that's not just a one batch and it'll change like the other ones, but we've loved it so far. Um, the other thing that we've really enjoyed that again we spoke about last time was the Calm app. Mm-hmm. Um, we have done in the past different things, and I like we said, I've used the meditation app with my students when I was a teacher but we really put in the effort the last couple weeks of conscientiously okay let's put on a meditation specifically for going to sleep and it's really helped both of us sleep a lot better Mm -hmm. Um, we're both kind of up usually in the night once or twice and nothing major but we usually don't sleep through the night completely and I would say with calm now that's the norm is that we are both sleeping through the night and it's more occasional that we don't get that full night's sleep and it could be lots of other things as well, maybe the level of activity that's helping with that. But I think the karma is just helping us get to sleep and stay asleep for a lot longer, which has been lovely. I think it gives you something, uh, for me at least, I think it, it gives something to focus on other than maybe things that are you know naturally keeping me up. So it's easier to, to get back to sleep. And, and it's been really nice to have all sorts of, I don't think I've heard one of the stories all the way through the end because I'm usually asleep <laughs> ha- by a, about halfway through it. But they have all sorts of different narrators, so there's really in different lengths depending on um, if it's harder for you to get to sleep or not. So I definitely think that it is a good thing to check out if you if you get a chance, just because you know the the mental aspect is is just as important as what you're eating and, and how you're exercising. And from that standpoint, sleep has been shown to be very very important when it comes to you know attempt a losing weight or getting healthy. So I think that it's definitely something that if you do struggle with falling asleep or getting a good night's sleep, it's definitely something to check out. For sure. It just helps with everything. Mood. <laughs> just getting up in the morning is a bit easier. Yeah. So our fails this week, or maybe just one fail, not fails. Um, we have been working on a bit more, doing more high intense work, high intensity workouts. And that's been great. I feel like we feel great from it. The problem with that is getting macros correct. Obviously, when um, using the app that we do, Carb Manager, when you put in a workout, it sort of gives you back a few carbs because you're obviously working hard. Um, but it also takes away from the fat and the protein, kind of assuming that your body has burnt some of those as well. 
not just the carb. Sometimes a high intense workout takes quite a lot of that fat and protein you might have already had away. So then keeping that, keeping all your macros in the correct percentages can be a challenge mm -hmm. because maybe it completely cuts your fat level down and you'd already consumed what you kind of had. Maybe you'd already put in for us like MCT oil in your smoothie and that had kind of got your fat levels up to where they needed to be for the day, but a workout might knock it back and then it's hard to get it back in balance with all the others. But like we found that we've been some some days doubling up on our protein, mm -hmm. our protein powder in the in the in the shakes just to make sure that after the workouts we still had a, a positive. Now within the app that we use, you can turn off the the subtraction feature, so that might be something that we we give a try later down the road just to see how it how it works out. And I think that that kind of segues us into our adjustment is that we're, like I said earlier, we're constantly adjusting our macros. And as we add in different workouts and different things, you know, it, it changes a little bit and it's trying to get that, not necessarily trying to get the perfect zero carb day, but it's really trying to keep it within what we think is our target, which I think the 35 to 50 is, is, is a good target for us. Mm -hmm. Anything lower in on plant-based keto is it's very tough or you're not eating enough food so i'd be worried that we weren't getting the right amount of nutrition and that's why we're always going to be tweaking the macros i think i don't think there's one set of macros that work for every point in your life like we said we're doing a lot more working out and a high intensity workout so we want to make sure that our body has enough to fuel itself we don't want to be doing too low and and possibly seeing change on the scales but only because we're working hard and not eating enough so for us, it's really important that this is more of a being healthy than losing weight. Mm -hmm. Obviously, part of our health journey is losing a few more pounds um, as we go, but it's mostly about being healthy and making sure that we are doing what's best for our bodies, not just what's going to show the quickest change on the scales. Yeah, definitely. I think with that, that's, that's the episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't had a chance, we are on all the major socials, so check us out. We're consumed for good. We also like to post blog articles and recipes that we either come up with or that we come across uh, to help if you are making this transition to a plant-based keto or just plant-based. Uh, there definitely work for that too. Um, next week, we will be discussing how we incorporate sweets. Now, we did talk about cheat meals and you know cake inside a cake inside of a donut <laughs> uh, theor theories, and there is a way to a good way to incorporate some level of sweets, whether it be a, a good chocolate that, that meets that uh, within your diet to kind of break up the, the monotony of, of, of something that might be a bit boring into, you know, it's nice to have those little treats here and there they, and they don't need to be a full blown, we're gonna plan this cheat meal and go for it type, type thing. So we're excited about, um, we're excited about that. Look forward to seeing you guys next week.